0: Network presents. The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, or organization, company, or individual. Through education, you can also better yourselves in other ways. You learn how to learn, how to think critically, and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pisarra Tales. I'm Jay Mistralia or Sir Jay as my students call me and this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Whether you're listening through Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Thank you. We appreciate you joining us this week. And as always, the Pisara Tales is part of the Pilipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network, or Pipe Network for short. Maraming maraming salamat po sa Pipe. You can check out all the other podcasts in that network, right, as well as other content from the network itself, right, through the link in the description in this episode and in all our other episodes as well. And in case you missed it, we also have a Facebook group wherein you can hang out, you know, share your insights on our episodes, get some updates on the podcast, and also other, uh, other shows in the Pipe Network. You can check out the Teacher's Lounge by the Pisara Tales. It's a Facebook group, right? So you can either search for it or you can also click the link in the description of this episode. And this week... I'm alone again. (laughs) I thought about the past episodes. This is episode 33, right? Uh, Thank you very much, by the way, for keeping us going. Uh, You know, we really appreciate all the uh, well wishes and, you know, the insights and the comments regarding our episodes. And I was looking at the episode list. And I realized that uh, I did two episodes already on online classes, right? Uh, Actually, the very first episode of this podcast was about uh, online classes. uh, Online classes in the Philippines, G or no G. Uh, That was July 8th, right? Wherein I talked about the prospect of online classes. So this was July. So school year 2020-2021 hasn't started yet in the Philippines. Uh, We just um, uh, finished several months of trying to patch up, I guess, or parang yung we resorted immediately to online classes when this pandemic uh, started, or the lockdown started around like March, and there was like a very long suspension of classes, and then, um, the government realized that, you know, we had to continue it somehow, so, um, uh, they tried to, you know, shorten or shorten the school year, 2019-2020. Some did online classes, like the school that I work for. You know, we resorted to online classes for the last uh, few months of that school year, and then we had a long break. And then, you know, when I started the podcast, it was just, uh, at the time, being uh, thrown around the idea of, you know, online classes. So, I talked about it, uh, what are the pros and cons, are we ready for it, etc. And then few months after, the government really decided, hey, we're going to do distance learning. <laughs> we have no choice. So, uh, you know, I talked about it as well in the 10th episode of this podcast. That was September 8, 2020. At the time, uh, the starting of public schools were pushed back to around October, while some, uh, some private schools and some universities, including, you know, the school that I worked for, uh, we started our trial runs on, you know, starting out with online classes in fact in our case we were doing a bridging program and so what we did there was you know working out the kinks seeing uh, how we were we we're going to incorporate online learning online teaching right in our uh, in our plans and you know in those two episodes you know it was more of um what could be right those were episodes wherein I thought that um, you know, online classes might be temporary. and uh, might be a temporary fix, right? Uh, I think at the time we were still hopeful that this would all subside by the end of the year. But you know, uh, it's already February twenty twenty one, and well, we still are here. So I thought it was high time for me to give an update, I suppose, on the experiences that I've learned. You know with regards to this online classes, distance learning uh, setup that we have. Now, mind you, uh, most of what I will be saying here uh, will come from my personal experience, and uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be a long or short episode as I'm recording this. Uh, but I do know is um, this is my way of reflecting as well. This is my way of you know looking back at the past few months of doing online classes, distance learning. And, you know, I just want to share my insights on that as a young millennial teacher. Uh, but, of course, before anything else, let's just give a quick overview of what has happened in the past few months with regards to online, lear- online learning, distance learning here in the Philippines. Now, we're just in February 2021, right? So, the school year, uh, the first full school year of distance learning uh, is not yet over, right? So there's not a lot of data out there so far, not a lot of statistics that I could gather, right? But there are, you know, these uh, feature stories, these use reports coming out, and one big issue, the elephant in the room, of course, with uh, regards to this whole distance learning, is that uh, internet access is a very big issue, right? In fact, in one of the uh, most Covered Reuters stories, um, you know, in the past few months. This was just January 7, 2021, a report by Eloisa Lopez of Reuters, right? Uh, it showed the different uh, states of, you know, students trying to make, um, try to deal with this whole distance learning thing. Right here in the Philippines, uh, we're uh, a lot of schools, especially private, uh, public schools rather. They're doing the module approach, wherein you know uh, parents would come to the schools face to face, right, and they would claim the modules that their students will, be, uh, that their kids will be answering, right? and so they would return it by the end of the week, and then the cycle continues almost every week, right. So that is how students will gather their learning. In more capable public schools and even in private schools, uh, they would have their uh, distance learning through online means, right? When you say online means, they would be doing, you know, uh, video calls and they could do a syn- uh, synchronous tasks as well or synchronous or live classes. While some would do asynchronous tasks but still with the aid of, you know, um, online learning-, learning management systems such as, you know, uh, the most famous one would be Google Classroom which is free. Right? And so, because of this hybrid setup, right, throughout schools around the nation, uh, there are students that need to be technologically capable, right, first of all, meaning that they would have to have the devices needed, whether it be a smartphone or a tablet or, you know, if they're capable enough, a laptop, right? What's next would be having, you know, uh, internet coverage. So, uh, the most common means would be having, you know, SIM cards for uh, data, for mobile data. While some who are more capable would have, you know, Wi Fi's installed, better Wi Fi's installed. Kiaran, kiaran ng surge ng demand eh, para sa Wi Fi, sa pagpapakabit ng Wi Fi, kasi alam mo naman natin na bukod sa students na nag uh, from distance learning, there's also the work from home setup of their parents or their siblings, and so it created the very huge demand for a proper inf- internet infrastructure, right? And so, in this report in Reuters, right, you would see the different states of students. While some are, you know, uh, going through absurd lengths to be honest, just to get a uh, mobile data signal, you would see some students having to go to the roof of their classes, uh, roof of their homes, uh, while some would, you know, climb mountains to get better signal. It's really, it's really disheartening um, if you think about it encouraging and disheartening at the same time of course encouraging because you know these are kids they're trying their best to make ends meet uh pero nila lang eh bakit ganito but kailangan ganito yung maging status ng ating mga kabataan no? para lang makapag-aral and it's really really um uh, you know appalling and disheartening to hear uh, stories like this All right in the most recent news that I saw, right, there are fewer students who enrolled in the school year because, of course, in anticipation of distance learning, some parents or some students would feel na, you know, they don't have the money to procure a smartphone. They don't have the money to supply, uh, their SIM cards with load every day or every week, right? In order to keep up with, you know, um, to keep up with online learning. Right? Some of these parents, uh, some of these students might have parents that uh, might have lost their jobs during the pandemic, right? Economy has taken a hit, uh, to say the least, and that carries over to the education system. Right? In the most, uh, in this report here by uh, Meg Adonis of uh, the Philippine Daily Inquirer, it said that, you know, there are fewer. Uh, students in online classes seen, right? Quote, while millions of students continue to endure the difficulties of the new learning systems, latest data from the Department of Education or DEPED showed that only 25 billion students were enrolled for school year 2020 2021, leaving nearly 3 million out of school. Right? In fact, the debt ed lowered its enrollment target this year to just twenty-two point two million or five point five million short of the twenty nineteen turnout, citing financial difficulties of families due to the new coronavirus pandemic. Right? So it, there's a lot of, you know, domino effect happening, uh, going on here, right? And that carries over to the education system where you would see students, more and more students, uh, dropping out of school. And it's really saddening to hear that, you know, students might, uh, you know, fear that they won't have, they won't be able to catch up, they won't be able to keep up with online uh, learning, right? For those that are sticking uh, st- sticking, it with, uh, you know, online learning, with um, distance learning, right? Especially if they chose the the module route or if their schools chose the module route. Uh, We've seen in the past few months that there are issues with the modules themselves, right? Uh, You would see, every now and then, you would see... uh, Posts in Facebook or in social media, wherein you would see modules that have erroneous or even inappropriate or inappropriate rather inappropriate uh, content, and you know you would see, you would think that you know at first some of these may jana talaga yung iba dito eh, pero ka rin na this is a result of you know teachers being rushed, all right Teachers or um. Module makers being rushed, not being able to uh, fact check or to properly uh, vet these sources, you know, or some of them are just you know playing um, off, right? They're playing inappropriate. Uh, that you would have to wonder, you know, how do these module makers make up these kinds of uh, materials? At you know, how come? Parang it na bagay ito na pwede ito. Because some abata, it's really, it's really, really disturbing to you know hear these stories of uh, you know erroneous modules. Uh, yes, it's funny at times, pero, you know we're talking about kids' education here. Uh, you have very little room for error, and you shouldn't be messing up you know with these learning materials. Because uh, first of all, especially if this is from a public school, pera yan nataong And at the same time, you know. Natin, mga bata. We want them to get the best education and then, you know, they would uh, encounter this ki- these kinds of uh, modules that are, quite frankly, trash. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, it's really sad. And if that's not enough, and if that's not enough, you know, there are, uh, in the most recent news, there are plans to extend this school year. There are plans to extend this god-awful school year all right um as if you know no one's tired enough deped has plans on ex- well, ex- extending the school year just uh, trimming down summer vacation or you know uh yeah, summer vacation It just two weeks that's insane all right i mean you know there are uh well, there are news articles coming from uh, gma news online where in you know, DepEd said uh, that it was considering shortening the two-month summer break of students into two weeks and extending the school year. Right? Education Undersecretary Justado San Antonio said in an interview, "Quote: Hindi na magkakaroon ng mahabang break sa pagitan ng dalawang taong pasokan. baka dalawang linggo lang pag uusapan din yan. So there are there are talks where they want to shorten summer vacation, right, into just two weeks from two months. Right? And their main reason is that they want um kids to catch up with their schoolwork. So they're lot allo- they're allotting more time for schoolwork and less time for rest. And, and that's just insane because if you think about it, there are um a lot of students and teachers as well, and uh, you know, school staff, um Already complaining at this point of how tiring it is to be in front of a laptop all day, you know, for studying for work. And it's um you know, zoom fatigue is real. Zoom fatigue is real. In fact, I'll talk more about that later after the break when I give you my insights. Um, but those are some of the news that came out in the past few months, right, with regards to the status of online learning. Needless to say, it's not it's not it's okay it could be greater it could be better right uh, but um i don't think um and i'm being optimistic here i don't think uh we're not in uh we're not in the best of situations i suppose uh that that's just that's just facts uh you know so later after the break i'll be giving you my personal reflections and learnings from my uh my past few months for the past few months uh, being a teacher and as well as being a student because I'll, I'll explain in a bit why I'm also a student. Um, but yeah, I will be sharing you my uh, my stories, I suppose, and my reflections and learnings. Right, uh, We'll talk more about that right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Dulce House, the online shop for your guilty pleasures. You can buy chocolate chip cookies Oreo cheesecake cookies, and other baked goodies. Use the promo code PIPE, that's P-I-P-E, to get a 10% discount on your next purchase. Visit dulcehouse.com now! This is Mike and Ham from Please Pause. Meron kaming munting podcast where we talk about all things TV and film, and despite that, surprisingly, we are still married. Control Freak, ka kasi sa podcast nato. 30 seconds lang po ang meron tayo. <laughs> From blockbusters to classics, superheroes to love teams, hit series to teleseries, join us as we have meaningful and meaningless conversations on the stuff we watched. Someday, mababago kore ng taglay Check out Please Pause on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcast platforms. See you there! And we're back here at the Pizarra Tales where we are now in episode 33. Uh, episode 33 is, you know, just another update with regards to online classes from my perspective. And, you know, just a little bit of context. Um, I am both a teacher and a student, right? So I currently teach, uh, I'm still teaching in the same school that I work for you know i am a science teacher a science high school teacher i teach grade 7 8 9 uh, and for for a brief time i also taught a uh, grade 12 right and i'm also a student i am also taking up units in the university of the philippines Man for my education license right and so i have you know experience as being both a teacher and a student in this era of distance learning and so i just want to share with you some of my um, insights and my reflections regarding that right um, a little bit more background um, for both instances for my work and for my schooling i we use zoom right so most of my experiences will be through zoom right although i have had experiences with google meet before right Uh, but mostly zoom nowadays because uh, that's the that's the platforms that we are using right and you know in particular in the school that i work for we also have uh, a learning management system proprietary learning management system which we use right Uh, which has been very helpful to be honest right and you know I'll be sharing you some of my insights regarding that as well, right? First thing I really I realized, right, uh, with this school year, in the past few months, is that there are a lot of topics that can be streamlined, right? Prior to the pandemic, we have been teaching our kids, right, a lot, and I mean a lot of things in school, right? And this pen, uh, this lockdown, this online classes, uh, made me realize that a lot of it can be trimmed down, right? Uh, a lot of the fat can be trimmed down, and topics can be streamlined, right? Mind you, uh, there is an art, there is a certain science to streamlining stream streamlining topics, right? Of course, you don't want to, uh, you know. "Quote unquote, dumb it down for your students. And You don't want them to be learning less in this era, although that is the tendency. Since uh, you know, there are a lot of uh, techniques that we are used to uh, that are only applicable or only uh, benef- better or uh, would better work if we were face to face. But since we're an online uh, class, we have to adapt. And so, um, streamlining topics has become something of a skill that the teachers had to uh, had to master." right in a very short amount of time. You know, we have to learn how to train the fat, how to assess whether a topic uh, can be learned now. this should be learned now or can be either postponed uh, to a later year or just removed entirely. Right at the beginning of the year, DepEd released uh, its MELCs, most essential learning competencies, and so uh, you know me and my peers and my uh, colleagues, right, would have to realign our. Uh, we had to realign our curriculum to fit uh, those requirements, and one thing I realized, especially in particular for. You know science. Uh, the MELCs uh, for science are actually still pretty, uh, pretty fat. <laughs> if I'm honest, there's still a lot of things that uh, students are expected to learn, even when it was trimmed down supposedly because of this lockdown, because of uh, the pandemic. Uh, I still, I thought that it was still, it was still a little bit fat to me right uh when i say fat i mean that there is a lot of topics to cover there's a lot of ground to cover and uh it's just it's just overwhelming because uh you know it's one thing to set you know a curriculum prior to the start of the school year uh making sure that uh, like listing down what are my academic goals for my students what what skills do i want them to learn right and when you get to the actual uh, the actual teaching part you realize that attention spans are shorter right there are a lot more uh, times uh, you use up a lot more time to repeat uh, a topic just so that they could understand better Right because there's already that lost there's that severed connection that we used to have when we were face to face wherein learning uh is a lot more hands on but now you know kids are just watching me from their screens listening to me uh through their um you know through their screens, and it's just really really different and so we would have to streamline topics right we have to better we have to better assess which topics should be included which ones uh, you know should still be in the curriculum which ones can we add if we can add more right and so it's just a whole uh, learning process altogether that we have to be better at streamlining topics uh, ano po talaga eh kasi ayaw naman natin na overload mga bata and of course on our end we don't want you know to put too much burden on us. We don't want to burn out as well, uh, because we want to keep our best for the students and for the stakeholders of schools, right? So, streamlining topics. That's uh, that's been a very big, uh, useful skill that we had to learn, uh, throughout these online classes. One thing, uh, another thing that uh, I realized and reflected upon is how you know we focus now more on mastery right like i said most of the the class time especially in synchronous class time and even in asynchronous class time right is spent on how uh it's spent on giving time for students to master the topic to master the skills that you want them to learn right uh we we figured out right that it's not about the quantity of topics right it's not about learning more right but rather learning better and i know that that might sound like something that we we should have learned a long time ago right but some teachers are coming to terms that it it is uh, like some teachers are coming terms that uh, we should it's high time for us to teach kids how to learn better not necessarily learn more things but to learn the things that they do know and to learn to be better at them and so, mastery has become uh, a vital part of the online, the distance learning uh, process. Now, how do kids master them? By allowing them more uh, off, uh, off-screen time, right? Uh, giving them time to uh, properly digest some of the topics that we've been learning through the live classes. Uh, in our setup, in particular, when I, uh, in the school that I'm teaching for, right, right? Uh, we have live classes and we also have consultation periods and the consultation periods are a vital part of our schedule uh, because these are these are the times that are allotted for students to ask their questions that they weren't uh, they weren't able to ask during the live class time so it's uh, a little bit more extra time yes um but these are bite-sized pieces where they could be a little bit less uh, a little bit more relaxed rather um, uh, and just you know ask their questions, or if they want to do more exercises to hone their skills, that's where we put it. So consultation periods are really, really helpful as well. Another thing that um, I realized during this uh, whole distance learning setup is how we had to change our assessment styles, right? I did an episode on this uh, a few weeks ago or a few I think a few months ago regarding um uh, assessment and I did mention that you know um uh, assessments we're talking about classworks homeworks quizzes what have you uh, assessments have to be uh you know overhauled in a way um uh, I had to do way I had to do techniques wherein I could still assess the uh, students properly but uh, trying to minimize um uh, avenues for plagiarism for cheating right um i posted this on the facebook group right for uh, in the teacher's lounge and i was asking you know insights from the people there about their uh, online schooling experience and then one of our listeners there, uh, Ms. Paula Tayo, uh, she mentioned that, um, you know, integrity is a big part now of distance learning. And I agree, right? Because here, um, since we are in different places altogether, we cannot necessarily police, we, st- we teachers cannot necessarily police what the students are doing behind their cameras, right uh for all we know they could be uh distracted they could be watching youtube during her live classes or they could be uh, during an exam they could be you know looking up the uh answers entirely right uh, this whole setup relies more on trust and that is great if you are in a class of like for example on my end when uh, i am also a student and in the classes that uh that i, that I study in Right, we're we're mostly mature adults, right? So we understand integrity, but when you're teaching, you know, kids, high schoolers, uh, elementary students, wherein temptation for them is a lot stronger, if I'm honest, right? And there's a lot less, uh, you know. Mature thinking, right? And this is not to put down my students, of course, but just in general, just you know, we were kids once. Masudering ng dayyan, mas mas um mas tempting man dayyan ng mga ba, ng bata tayo, no? because we were we we're not as aware of the consequences behind it. Uh, it's more amplified now, because nga hindi mo natin nakikita ko ano ginagawa na sa bahay nila. Di natin alam kung nagarbaseden ng mabuot or whatever, right? So one technique I did, and I'm not suggesting that you should do it as well, but um, it it's working out for me so far, right? Is I essentially decriminalized. I wouldn't say cheating entirely, but I decriminalized looking up notes, right? Um. Uh, At the time of recording this, we are in the school that I work for. We are having term exams. And one, one drastic change that I made was that I just made term exams open notes, right? I made exams to open notes. Yes, I'm allowing you to search the internet. Yes, I'm allowing you to look up our slides or our recordings or what have you, right? Um, to compensate for that, what I did was I designed questions that aren't as easily searchable right they're not as straightforward anymore as say what is the powerhouse of the cell (laughs) right uh it's not as easy as that anymore right i focused some of the questions into uh higher order uh, kinds of questions wherein they would have to analyze right given the information that you know uh, how is this particular process possible All Right, can you explain to me how is this relevant in um, this particular topic so it's more of those kinds of questions now it's no longer simply asking for what is this what is that when is this right where is this All right uh there has to be a lot more I'll, i've i've been doing a lot more why questions and how questions right and that way uh students can have the open notes but at the same time i could still assess whether they are learning or not right now knowing um, and that's that's easy to do for you know science as well because a lot of the topics that i'm teaching are you know based on process right uh and so that's what i've done uh, i'm not I'm not sure if that would work for you, but maybe you could try it out. Let me know how it goes. Uh, you can message us, right? And yeah, that's just uh, one thing that I realized as well. We had to change our assessment styles. It's no longer straightforward as multiple choice and true or false. Uh, there has to be a, li- a little bit more depth in the kinds of uh, questions that we're asking. And another... And I guess one final thing that I'll be mentioning for this episode is that, uh, and this is another no-brainer, another elephant in the room, there is that Zoom fatigue, right? Zoom fatigue is real. Uh, If students get tired, right, of having multiple one-hour classes, you know, class schedules are a bit different now. Back in the day, wow, back in the day, but yes, back, pandemic we would have you know almost eight hours of schooling i mean you would go to school around eight o'clock and then you would be dismissed around three or four p.m right and so that's uh that's not eight hours right i'm not sure but my point is that you know that's a lot of schooling if you think about it now because now we're just having like two to three live classes that are one hour each and then just a bunch of uh, consultation periods. That's per day, right? So we really cut down, you know, on the hours that uh, students are expected to be in front of the screens. And that is having, uh and sometimes that is still not enough. Sometimes that is still not enough because they still have to do it every day. And sometimes you would see, if you could see them, if they're not off camera, you would see them, you know, being just just done with this whole setup and if it's hard for them it's also hard for teachers where we have to do more screen time um, uh, per day with regards to uh, checking their homeworks which are now soft copy by the way especially for those who uh, we're not doing modules in our case right so a lot uh, most if not all of the assessments are now soft copy which means that we would have to be staring at the screen check them and yeah it's just really really draining uh, and until somebody can find a way how to alleviate that pain right apart from you know the usual techniques of um, giving more time for yourself taking a rest walking around uh, you know that man would be a very rich man indeed if they could invent a way on how to prevent zoom fatigue so there those are just some of my thoughts of course there are a lot of other um, experiences of our teachers out there and i you know i just want to take this opportunity to say that if you're a teacher if you're a teacher listening right now and you are doing online classes i salute you ma'am sir all right um you're doing great <laughs> just keep doing that uh, try to take care of yourself as well and for the students who are listening you know we understand your pain we understand your plight uh we're we as teachers will do the best we can to give you a uh, quality education while being humane as well right because we care about your well-being as well and um, you know on my end just a just another thing i would like to share you know uh i give a longer Uh, Extensions, I've become more lenient, right, with regards to classwork. um, I just want them to submit and do well without forcing themselves to. And so I hope that other uh, teachers would do that for their students, and students would see that as well. So, what do you think about um, how is online classes? How are online classes going on uh, in your end? Whether you are a teacher, a student, a parent of a teacher, let us know. Do, uh, feel free feel free to message and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Pisara Tales. If you have any messages or comments, right? If you want to email us, email us at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode episode uh this the original theme music that you heard and we'll hear was composed by EJ Drillin thank you very much EJ uh, EJ as well as a teacher so he definitely has a lot of experience as well with online classes uh, thank you very much EJ for the music once again this is Sergey wishing you a wonderful day